You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. And now I'm like, I don't even care to listen to music when I'm driving. I just want to listen to this. Wait, did you hear that beep? That was so TV. I feel uh, like we're actually live after a beep like that. I know. Like beep. Yeah, we're gonna do a poll on Instagram. How many guys? How many of you guys want to see us do live? Because I think that that's gonna be some next level. Um, we're also gonna refrain from using any bad language. So and by refrain, she means just like cut down. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> Is, is cursing in Farsi still as bad? Yeah, if anything, that's worse. What are oh, you? Hey, whatever. All right, it's episode fourteen. We're so excited. We're calling in another LA girl, which I always love. Can of you course, hear how excited we sound? <laughs> you sound so, so excited. Hard. It's hard. I always like. I wanted to do the intro, and you're like, I'm, you're I like, always. This is you. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, ouch! ouch <laughs> that this is you. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I don't sound like that. You just sound so like dead. Like, are you okay? Are you you just did a valley girl accent. <laughs> oh, I'm I, I <laughs> really don't understand like the whole stereotypes between different parts of California. I don't know what valley girl, like, why is that an insult? Apparently, it's like insulting to call a uh, valley girl is like saying a great neck girl. Not even, not even, like. Roslyn. Roslyn, yeah, exactly. Great Neck is like Beverly. Yeah. Ugh, these stereotypes are so fucking stupid. Do you know how and many then, people uh, I met this weekend? That, Brookville is like cinema. That I said, I like, 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 I hate saying I'm from Long Island because then they go, oh, you're Persian, you're from Great Neck. I'm like, okay, great. Like, you know what a Great Neck from Persian looks like, and you just assume I am one, and a I Persian just happen. Great yeah, they, they just assume I am one because they say I'm from Long Island. I'm like, good for you. You guessed right. Like, you want a cookie? Like, Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. There's always this kind of demeaning tone. Whenever people ask me, let me know if anyone, if this happens to you too, whenever people ask me where I'm from, 
from California. I'm like, L.A. And they're like, where in L.A.? I'm like, you know, West L.A. <laughs> and they're like, where in West L.A.? You're like, West Hollywood adjacent. You know, I, you know I did that to a guy <laughs> I once. I don't want to say Beverly Hills. In college, he was like, where are you from? I'm like, oh, New York. He's like, obviously, but like, where in New York? I'm like, oh, Long Island. He's like, okay, but where in Long Island? I was like, oh, Nassau County. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what are you trying to hide? I'm like, okay, when I tell you, you're going to make a face, and this is why I didn't tell you. He's like, what is it? I'm like, great neck. He made a face. And I was like, you see, I told you you're going to make a face. So annoying <laughs> fucking nassau county um but yeah what i what i do realize though sometimes is when a guy is talking to you and then you say that they, they like guess that you're a persian from great neck and you're like yeah you're right whatever it almost gets them more interested because they always think persian girls are only going to go for persian guys and they want to try to win yeah, you over like yeah. a prize like oh I got this Persian girl that, like, is innocent and only goes for Persian guys, but, like, I got her. You know, like, it almost no, becomes... No, they fetishize a, it. It almost becomes, like, a, a chase mm-hmm. for them. And mm-hmm. then they are suddenly, their eyes light up and they're, like, more interested in you than they were before. No, and I they're agree. like, I'm going to get her. I know what you mean. And I'm just like, ugh. And I can see it in their eyes. I'm just like, go away. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't uh, yeah, do I don't know how to... It's so but, Yeah, wait, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, before we start our interview, everyone, please don't forget to rate us and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Wow, I'm so proud that Millie is saying this this time because every time I try to say it, you give me this like look like, oh my God, you're so annoying. No. Like, why do you have to say this every episode? Because not enough people are doing it. Like, no, go right, out and do it, right. guys. No, honestly, you're right. I was looking at the stats. We have viewers, but it would honestly mean so much to us if you just would give us a rating. Yeah, it's just the least you can do. It's not like we're on one of those sites okay, that charges don't get people. Mad. Don't get mad. No, I'm just saying it's like we're, it's not like we're charging for you guys to listen to our beautiful conversation. But the least you can yeah, do Yeah, they get Fuskolov. Don't be Fuskolov. Just give us us <laughs> Um and then I was gonna say something else. If there's any other platforms you would want to hear us on also, please let us know. DM us on Instagram or uh shoot us an email that works too. Alright. So let's Let's call in our next guest. Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for calling. We're good. How are you? Good. Oh, so you guys are from L.A.? I'm from L.A., but Natalie is from New York. Yeah. By the way, we're we're already on, just so you know. We're live, whatever that means. Oh, my God. Yay. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. We're so excited to have you on. I've heard so much about it from, like, so many girls around, um, so many of my cousins, and I just listened, and now I'm like, I don't even care to listen to music when I'm driving. <laughs> I just want to listen to this. Oh, my God, stop. That's so I sweet. Love that. Can you actually, I don't know if this is weird to ask, but can you, like, tell us some things you hear? Because we personally, nobody comes up to us and is like, oh, I heard about the podcast. Like, sometimes but like we don't really know what people are saying or what kind of conversation there is going on about it do you want to like tell us a little bit like what you hear what people say how they feel how they're reacting to the things we talk about the topics we discuss yeah for sure so i just heard honestly all amazing things um like people were just saying some of my friends were like there's so much and about our community that we don't always talk about and like this is the place to go to listen to just share and to listen to what how other people are going through the same thing we're going through. So, like, a lot of the topics, like, even your first topic um, about how their, their girls are having anal for to save their virginity, <laughs> I never even 
of that. I never even knew that. That was mind-blowing to me. But someone told me that, and I was like, what? No way. I need to listen to this right now. Like, that is crazy. so crazy to me. Before we get started, could you give us a bit more detail about where you're calling from and maybe your age range for the listeners? Yeah, for sure. So I'm calling from Los Angeles, and I'm 21. I just, I, well, I graduated last year um, from UC Santa Barbara, and that oh, was just, like, seriously the best, best, best place. You know, there was Persians, but it's just everyone in Santa Barbara is so relaxed and always trying to help each other. There's no competition, no judgment. Everyone wants everyone to succeed. So that was, like, really an amazing, amazing place for me. And then, like, coming back to L.A., it's just so, you know, like, so ingrained in the... I'm just being in the Persian culture is just hard to adjust to again, you know? Like, needing to act a certain way, dress a certain way, like, have a certain job to tell people yeah. about. So what... Feel like um, you, it's the feeling like that you, you're always being watched, kind of, because everybody knows you. But, get, like... What do you think those yeah. things are, for example, for people who don't know? We have a lot of non-Persian listeners. So, like, what are, like, what kind of job do you think people are expecting you? And, like, what kind of clothing do you think people in the Persian community want you to wear? Well, I feel like definitely... Without offending anyone, of course. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of the girls want to wear, like, the designer stuff and the best stuff to show off. It's like, you'll see a girl wearing, like, Valentino from head to toe or like Gucci like bag Gucci belt Gucci shoes it's just sometimes it's just too much you know but it's definitely like people want to hear a job such as like law or a doctor or some job that has a very high degree and like I'm doing marketing and when I when I tell people that I feel like they like there's some even some judgment with that like it's just not it doesn't to them it's not like a something that is even high up there enough for to be accepted in the expectations of what is expected. I you know? feel like when they hear you say marketing, they're like, oh, okay, so like, what kind of husband are you looking for then? Like, I, I <laughs> feel like, like they, that doesn't sound yeah. like a career. I so feel like Persians maybe just you're just more understand. focused on men. <laughs> like Persians don't understand what marketing is. Like they hear it and they're like, oh, okay. And then they don't ask yeah. you any questions. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's like every company, at the end of the day, every company has needs marketing and has marketing but it's just like they want to hear a job that's more like a higher higher paying job a higher degree job you know so Mm -hmm. that's why it's just like taking my career as a persian american is has always been like it's so hard to just decide what is going to be that one career because you know you want to get the best of both worlds like Persian side which is family and the American side which is doing what you love you know yeah um I think we spoke about that a little bit two episodes ago that a lot of girls I think choose jobs based on how convenient it's going to be when they want to start a family um that's a big like Mm -hmm. part of like why they choose a certain career path yeah and I totally agree with that because I know I want to start a family and have ruin my life for raising a kid and I want a flexible job and like for example my mom and dad um, they work together they run a dentistry office together and my mom like wasn't always around for to pick me up and to help me with my homework and stuff so I definitely when taking a a career I 
want a career that allows me to be there for my children. It, like, always, whenever they're home, to pick them up, to feed them, you know. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's why I always felt like I didn't want... Like, I couldn't see myself going into a career path that was going to take over my entire life. Like, I always wanted to do a career that made me happy personally. But I also wanted something that was going to be part of my life, not my entire life. Same. Yeah, no, I yeah. Mean, even though I haven't really established myself in any particular career field yet, I just, but you I guess do, I've just been in, like, the creative field. Yeah, You don't want to be in something. Well, I mean, like, this podcast, like, I'm very interested in media and journalism, so I feel like any career I've tried to pursue so far is not even normal. Like, I'm going to have really flexible hours yeah. and, and stuff like that, so I never have put stress on myself about that. But I was wondering what your parents think, personally. Like, I know other Persians, you say, don't think so highly of what you're studying or what you're aspiring to do with your career but how do your parents feel about or maybe other than your parents more specifically your father because i know i spoke about this in a previous episode that my own dad my senior year of college was like so are you gonna transfer and study something real and i was like dad it's my senior year (laughs) like this is what i'm doing just accept it already Yeah, my my dad is a dentist and my mom is a lawyer. So they're both, like, very highly educated. So they definitely want the same for me. And, you know, they've said to me, like, what is this marketing? Like, your your sister could, your little sister who's 13 could do what you're doing. Like, so wow. that obviously doesn't make me feel good because that's not true. It, there's more to it than they see. It's not just Instagram, you know. There's more to it. But they definitely want me to is. go to grad school and find and have a stable, a more stable job. I feel like marketing jobs are quite stable, but I don't know. Marketing's yeah. just always going to be necessary. Yeah, like, I mean, we're going to need marketing soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like any company needs it. How? What is your response to your parents when they say that kind of stuff? Like, how well, do you I deal tell with them, it? it's like, it's so, like, this doctor that I'm doing marketing for, he's getting so many more patients because of my Instagram, it's not a, it's not a joke. It's really like this is what I'm passionate about, and even though they're not fully accepting it, I in my mind sometimes I it makes me accept it myself also because then I'm like, is it not good enough? You know, like I do want something that I'm going to be proud of myself to, to when I tell people, which is I don't want to have a job for telling other people. But it's still something I consider like when. A, when a Persian mom like talks to me and says like, "Oh, what do you do?" Like, I don't. I want them to be proud of me. It's not that I'm not going to choose a job just for for that. that reason, that's you know? so hard, though. Um, it's so. Hard. I think when I was younger, like I yeah, I used to feel the same. I used to be like, I want people to look at me and be like, "Wow!" Like like have a glow in their eyes. Like, oh, that's amazing what you're doing. But I just yeah. I just realized the Persian mentality is so old fashioned and set in its ways in some ways that like you just can't live up to those expectations. Like it's just unrealistic in a lot of ways. And like if they're just like so close minded and narrow that like it's just kind of ridiculous to try to impress certain people. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like there's like the Persian life to me essentially in some ways, it means, like, oppression, you know, there is judgment, there's jealousy, there's competition, it's like, even when I, when some Persian parents find out I'm going to UCSB, the first thing they say to me, oh, you're going to party school, don't party too much, 
Like, you know, like, this is not why I'm choosing the school. I'm choosing it for the studies, and they would discredit my studies, you know? So it's just, like, it's constant. There's so many negative sides, but I think, like, we need to just find the beauty from it and take that and bring that into our modern world, you know? You know, it's funny. I feel like people in the Persian community, they're either on one end of the spectrum or the other. People are either very, very open-minded or they're you know, like super backwards. Um, I yeah. feel like my parents are somewhere in between. Or I, actually, I think your parents are confused. I think they are very open-minded, but sometimes they try to like appease other people. Yeah. So they become, they have this like twisted backwards ideals at some points. Yeah. But they are so, personally, like their personalities are open-minded. Well, my mom, I feel like has changed a lot. I don't know. I recently, we told our parents about the podcast and both, we were so surprised. I mean, I don't know. I at least I mean, surprised I didn't speak my, to my father about it. I know. He, oh, okay, yeah. I personally, I just think that my dad is so old fashioned that he's gonna hear it and either just like be so unimpressed or just like not care in a yeah. way. So like, I feel like it would almost offend me. So I decided decided not to tell him. I was just like, whatever. So he still doesn't know. I don't. I don't know if he really. Uh, maybe he heard me speak about it. I really don't know if he knows. I don't know. Is that weird? Wow. That's crazy. Like I told my parents immediately that I wanna that I wanna go on this. Really? Oh my saying, god. Yeah. They Wait, started listening you. to it. They started listening to oh it. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, oh my, my so like my because my parents are they came here in nineteen seventy nine, so they're they're honestly very hip and young and it's like everyone tells me like, Your parents are gold, your parents are the cutest, like all my posts them together and it's just really cute but at the same time it's the traditional mindset that it's, yeah. it's like crazy that you just you don't even expect it from them but I feel like all of our parents are they have the same mindset and they're in some way like stuck in the past when can I just say I don't see it only in our parents generation I see it in people around our age yeah they they're young they're Americanized they do their own thing they have their fun they don't live up to the standards of the persian culture but then when they get married and start having kids they're like okay i need to go do what my parents used to do because in a way they're kind of looking for direction and they think well that's what i know so that's what i'm going to con- they, they i know but like, they i d- think they disciplining is good too but like they didn't to- want to do that themselves when they were in their young 20s and like but then suddenly when they get married and have kids they're like okay this is what i'm supposed to do yeah, and then they exactly. start repeating the things that their parents did. It's like even people in our generation, they're doing that as mm-hmm. well. Like they act modern and whatnot and Americanized. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I have plenty of gay friends. But then if their child is gay, they're like, oh, my God, I'm cursed. You know, they still think that way. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. A lot of people learn so many things, I think, from their parents. Like there's like there's this one girl, her mom. I swear she comes to these parties and she just, just like looks at people and stares at people up to down and it's like it's it makes people feel uncomfortable and then yeah. her daughter you'll see her at a party and she'll be like look she'll be scoping the scenes like turning her head from side to side looking around the whole time and then I'll be talking to her and I turn my head and she's gone. It's <laughs> like, so scary. <laughs> I know those types of people. 
I don't know. They're just always on They'll the never hunt. Change. Yeah, they're literally on the hunt. I said in one of the first few episodes, I think I was saying, because I went to synagogue one week and I befriended, she befriended me. And then afterwards, after the uh, sermon, everyone was socializing and, and I tried to like formally introduce myself to her. And then she was too busy because she was on the hunt for men. It's so funny. I was like taking notes. Like I always randomly take notes about things I think about that I want to talk about on the podcast. And one of them was the fact that every Jewish like party is really a singles event in disguise. Any party you could think of. Holiday party, it's a singles event in disguise. Like um, any type of family gathering, singles event in disguise. Funeral, singles event in disguise. Wedding, a, sing- sure. a wedding is literally just a singles event. Yeah. Nobody cares about the bride and yeah. groom. You're not going for the bride and groom. You're going because it's a huge ass singles event <laughs> where you get and to look shocking. super pretty and like. <laughs> yeah, and the most shocking one to me is making like bar mitzvahs single event. Are you kidding? It's a bar mitzvah to celebrate your teen year old son or daughter, and you're making it like a show off event for your other child. Is that a joke? Yeah. yeah. Well, They're it's all also- singles events. That's it. Like it's also a. F- we talked about this again. I'm, I'm going to bring it up because I don't know if people are listening to the first few episodes. Um, a lot of bar or bat mitzvahs, it's about showcasing the bat mitzvah girl sometimes. It's like her debut. It's like a debutante ball or something. They're like, well, look at our young, you know, ripe Persian daughter oh and all of her accolades. It's it's a bit disturbing, really. Like, what? why are you sexualizing? And in a way, it is sexualizing such a young kid. And for yeah, them to think that way. Like, I went to a bat mitzvah, and the girl was so, like, really dancing provocatively with all of her friends at, at like, the adult party. Not the kids' party, like, the adult party. We know separate shit goes down <laughs> at the kids' party, but at the adult party. I remember at my own bat mitzvah, I was humiliated to dance. I was so shy. I was so chajalati. My parents were like, bitch, we're paying for this dance now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, I can't. I can't. Honestly, bar and bar mitzvahs are such a sexual, like, hypersexual event for 13-year-olds. Because, like, I I was always just, like, a late bloomer in, in every sense of the word in regards to dating, in regards to anything. Like, I was always four steps behind all my friends. I was, like, I think I was just, like, more shy growing mm-hmm. up or more insecure growing up and then i like hear so many stories from my friends like oh my first kiss was at a bat mitzvah like my first this like i i know someone who lost his virginity at his bar mitzvah and i'm just like oh my god like it's literally but like parents almost put it in kids heads that it's like this like yeah thing i don't know it's well let's talk (laughs) about virginity again because everyone loves that topic do you feel like you have pressure from your parents are they expecting you to not have premarital sex you can also refuse definitely. Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's an expectation. Um, it's. I just think it's so unfair. How how could anyone in the modern world do that? But not, then again, I do have some, like my best 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 friend is a virgin, and she's Israeli, but she. I admire her for that, honestly. Why do you admire? Her? I'm just curious. I think it's just it's so innocent, and like there's something so ripe about her that it's that she's waiting for the right person i i like it and i and i like that she's not doing it for the reasons that oh my parents told me oh my grandma told me like she's doing it because she wanted to and she's really waiting for the right person and when you do it for that reason i think that's really admirable and inspirational but if you're doing it because 
oh, I grew up thinking that this is what I have to do, that's, yeah. that's not really being yourself. I mean, I can personally really appreciate that because I really waited until I felt I was ready. I didn't do it because other people were doing it or I did not do it because other people weren't doing it. I always just said, like, I need to feel emotionally ready and like write about it because it should be a good experience it shouldn't be a scary or uncomfortable experience it should be something that you feel right about um so i applaud and appreciate people who wait until they are ready but to wait because somebody told you to is just a different story i guess for me what bothers me is i don't like i don't know it just like there's something that feels a bit unequal about a girl who's saving herself but then might end up with a man who hasn't saved himself like so just i don't know there's something about that kind of bothers me but i guess everyone is different i mean this all comes back to the idea that like people look at it like men don't lose their virginities because there's nothing taken away from them yeah. so it's like they can do whatever they want and it's okay it makes no difference but a girl it's this whole big ordeal it's like a completely different story. I don't think so. I'm very detached. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a double standard. It's like a, a guy, he's like proud of himself when he gets a lot of girls, let's say, and then a girl, if she gets with a lot of guys, it's her reputation's ruined, everyone's talking about it. It's just such a double standard that yeah. we live in, but I guess we just have to accept it. No, I'm not accepting it. Also, you know what I can't stand? <laughs> When it's like so common these days for guys to be like, you know, I'm so sick of sleeping around. I kind of just like want to stop doing that. Like, what? That's not an acceptable thing to say on a date. We were talking to a girl recently, remember? And she was telling me like this guy that she was on a date with was telling her that. I think that's, would you expect a woman to say, I'm just so tired of sleeping around. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Watch it. (laughs) As I curse. Yeah, it's like, it's like guys, just, I feel like when they're younger, like let's say under the age of 26, they just get, like they enjoy telling their friends, oh, I, I did this girl, I did this with this girl. And then when they become a little older, they realize like, now I need to start keeping my shit low key and settling down, you know, yeah. but you guys were right about what you talked about in other episodes, like guys in LA really are not trying to get married. But, like they need to be over the age of 30 if they're yeah. even considering it I my think. my cousin recently said to me at shabbat dinner i mean he said it kind of as a joke but he just loves to piss me off um because he he's very fob he moved here like maybe 15 years ago and he's very old-fashioned and he just loves to say things that he knows are going to trigger me so he's like in his 30s and he was telling me oh like god willing natalie will get married soon and i was like no no you first you know you're older and he goes no what do you mean you're a woman your expiration date is coming sooner than mine and i oh my god i held i held my tongue because it's not worth fighting with him because like he says these things because he gets enjoyment out of the fight you know so i just purposely don't react because he's just looking for the reaction but also the whole thing with girls and like guys judging girls for sleeping around is i think a lot of guys think that a good girl is supposed to have this very heavy emotional attachment to sex Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if a girl doesn't if a girl isn't so emotionally attached to it and it's not something so intense for her they think like almost something's wrong with her or she's just not dating material because like she can't she doesn't have this emotional capacity like they see it as there's something wrong with her like she's broken well they think it's like an unfeminine trait and they don't want that 
yeah they want a girl like i i was realizing recently um for me i think because i've always been single i really do have my own things going on i have my own life i have my own friends and whenever i start talking to a guy i'm not clingy because i always have my own things to do not not to say like i'm not trying to like oh my god brag like home is where you should feel the safest but the air there can be more dangerous up to five times more polluted than outside air let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. I'm so cool. Like, no, I just have my own life and I don't cling to guys and I don't text them constantly like, what are you doing today? What are you doing tomorrow? And I realized a lot of these guys, they say in the beginning, like, oh, I want a girl who has her own thing going on that's so attractive. Like, I want a girl who's not always on top of me because my ex used to be like that. But then when they get to know me and they realize that I don't hit them up all the time, I don't text them, I'm not, like, clingy, they almost get turned off. They want to, like, a lot of guys I notice want a girl. Like, of course, this isn't everybody, but it happened to me a few times that they kind of, like, start to, like, make it obvious to me that they want a girl that clings to them just so they can turn her down like they want a girl to be like oh what are you doing today baby oh i miss you blah blah so they could say no i want to be with my boys like yeah and i kind of i kind of got like offended by it because like they like a lot of the time they'll be like oh like you're such a party girl like oh you're always out like making sly little comments and i'm like oh so you want a girl who's always home and has nothing to do and like is begging to hang out with you all the time just so you can turn her down and be like saturdays are for the boys like i don't know it, it just bothers me that guys say they want a girl that has her own shit going on because it's an attractive trait by the end of the day they doesn't really seem like they do a lot of the time yeah that's really true i feel like um guys usually i feel like they like the treats so they don't like in the beginning when the girls like what are you doing what's, what, what, what's up what you know but then over time i think you're right they they like to turn her down. I've never thought of it that, that way. That's really crazy to me. Yeah, they really so don't want up. someone too independent. They they love when a girl is, like, a little bit needy. Yeah, How, and, like, can depend on them. Yeah, they see independence as something masculine. Where do you think you lie on that sure. spectrum? Do you think you also have this kind of personality that maybe men aren't attracted to our Persian men? Like, do you date Persians? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I definitely feel like I'm uh, only really attracted to Persian guys. Like, I know one of you were saying you're into Israeli guys. Um, <laughs> Wait. I just, I just, that's so funny. I just, I just see myself with a Persian future, so I feel like that's what I usually am gravitated towards. But um, I, I also, I'm a hopeless romantic, so, like, really fast I'll be like okay I really like this guy and then I feel like I'll probably become too like not that I touch too much but just like too like down you know I don't I don't make myself sound too busy like when he asks to too available out, which is also, yeah you know which is also definitely important to make sure he knows like I'm independent I have my own shit going on but I definitely do like I'm not the type of person to like revolve my emotions around the guy for example, if I if I have, if I go through a breakup, I'm not gonna 
sit in my room and be depressed, like I'm going to go out, I'm going to uh, move on with my life. Like, I don't really, it's weird to say, people tell me I've never been in love because I say this, but I don't really cry over guys. Like, I just don't, it's not worth my time, you know? I respect that. I don't that. know. I think that's so never, good because I, crying over them doesn't help you forget them. Distracting yourself helps you forget. But it everyone has on. to mourn differently. Yeah. Like, exactly. I'm not a mourner either. I feel like my last breakup, I, I don't even know. Like, I think, I really think I was kind of a, like, everyone says that men, they immediately start partying and then, like, 10 months later, they're, like, crying. Like, what did I do? Yeah. And then women, they cry for, like, a few weeks and then they're, like, born again after that. But I don't know. I feel like I didn't do either. I was just like... I don't know. Personally, I've never been in a relationship, but we'll see what happens when I am and I get dumped. (laughs) We'll see if I'm like in my room sobbing. I doubt it. Well, I was not the... I was the dumpy, not the dumpy. Yeah. For me, I'm I feel so petty, right I feel now. like for me, I'm the type that's just gonna like go get blackout drunk every night, and like you'll see me like dancing on a table on a Tuesday at like 3 p.m. If you're like, what's wrong with Natalie? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's really like. I think it's not authentic to go out with the intention of meeting someone. Like, I always go with the intention of having fun with my girlfriends, and I always, I love meeting new girls and just talking to them and asking them about their lives. So it's just like these, I don't know, I don't... I don't oh, yeah, do you like think that. that can happen in L.A., though? Like, where do people meet new people or meet new girls in L.A., <laughs> girl to girl? I've never experienced that. Oh my god, I love meeting new girls. I can't tell you how many girls I've met this past week or just being in LA. Well, um, I'll be there next week. Let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like, where do people? The I don't, I don't know. Like at at family parties or like when you go out out. Also, can I just say, guys, don't believe you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I know you say. So like, I always, I, I always tell guys, like, when guys come up to me at bars and like want to buy me a drink, I'm like, listen. I'm telling you right now, you can buy me this drink, but as soon as you buy it for me, I'm walking away and going back to my friends because, like, this is my <laughs> night out. I, I work. I don't get that many nights out a week. Like, I want to be with my friends right now. And they're like, okay, like, I'll buy it for you anyway. I'm, and then they buy it. I'm like, okay, I'm going now. And they're like, wait, you were serious? I thought you were going to stay and talk. And I'm like, no, here, keep the drink. I'm leaving. And they're like, no, take it. Like, guys don't believe that we don't go out with the intention of meeting them. Every guy thinks that we go out hunting for men we have we have a bow and arrow in our purse waiting to shoot them down like this is what they think we do i swear and it's like i'm really just going out to have fun with my girlfriends and dance and then if some if i meet someone okay it's gonna happen naturally but i definitely don't go anywhere thinking like oh i'm gonna meet someone tonight you know i need to be ready yeah I honestly, I, I think uh, it's so romantic meeting wait, someone in real life as opposed wait, to on apps. Wait, I want to hear what though. she says. Not stop interrupting. <laughs> no, like there's just so many events that I've been hearing about lately, like fundraiser events or. You mean um, singles events? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But. Come on, let's be realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been to a couple. Um, I met many girls there, and then it's like you meet them, and then you see them again, and then. You keep in touch and you become like actually friends. I love making new girlfriends and talking to girls, but um So yeah, you have a lot of Persian friends. friends, you would say. Yeah, definitely a lot of Persian friends. Um 
my best friend is Israeli, like I said, which I love Israeli culture, and I and I admire having a best friend that's Persian. But it's like she tells, I mean, a best friend who's Israeli, she tells me like from the from an outsider's point of view, she doesn't even understand how I live in this culture. She's like, there's so much pressure on you, and I don't know how you do it. So it's crazy to see like an outsider's perspective on our lives. I mean, yeah, like for me being Israeli and Persian, I always felt like an outsider and an insider. Like I always felt like mm-hmm. I felt the pressure, but then I also didn't. Um, it was definitely yeah. like very conflicting because it's such polar opposite mentalities in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you have any like hobbies or recreational activities that may not align with the th- things that Persian people do? Okay, let's just... Definitely. Say what we want to say, Millie. Does she smoke weed? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't smoke. <laughs> Recreational no, activities. I was trying to make it sound like natural. <laughs> that, so. I feel like everyone, and even if they're and like what? Persian girls are. I feel like everyone does smoke weed, but Persian girls have a sneakier way, a better way of hiding it. Yeah, it's all about hiding. Yeah, and I. I'm so a type of person to hide my life. I'm totally like an open book. I love sharing things about myself with people. So that's why I've always struggled because I don't really always think about the consequences of like what I tell people. But like, it's just you have to in our community. You just have to because people tell other people and everyone knows everything about each other. I mean, I, I hate know. the it's fact that some people might be judging you. Meanwhile, they do it themselves. I see that so much yeah. in the community. Girls judging girls for things they do themselves. Yeah. That definitely. happens way too much. That's, yeah. And it's like, it's just not fair because you try to make yourself look so much better. And like, like you're cleaner and like a better person. But at the end of the day, like what smoking weed have to do with being a good person? <laughs> yeah. I know. Like people make it seem like, you're like they like to judge your overall character for like certain things that you do and it's like what is the fact that i do that occasionally on a weekend what's have to do with me as a person like what that makes you a better person than me because you don't exactly and it's it's like honestly nowadays everyone does it it's not even something that's so rare out of the ordinary anymore i feel like well i think i don't know i think the normalizing weed is a different topic i feel like i've I mean, it's already normalized. What do you mean? No, I just don't think it should. People are kind of neglecting the fact that it does cause brain damage and stuff like that. And this is I'm this is coming from someone who smoked weed every single day of their life, from like fifteen to sixteen. It's so funny. Really? At least the opposite but, of me. I was so much more innocent. And then, like I said, hey, I was innocent. I like didn't even have boobs yet. Okay, I was just smoking <laughs> for myself. <laughs> like smoke, read some Charles Bukowski, and head to class. Oh my god, you're so funny. I can't. <laughs> like Millie just had this phase where she like really intensely did things. Like I kind I of think just, it's like, an LA thing. Is it? Yeah, I think a lot of people in LA they kind of get things out of their system before, and then people in New York or Long Island they are not as exposed and they like do things much later like in college where you know it's like funny? by the time i got to college i was like ew i don't even want to smoke weed anymore like, i don't want to party i don't <laughs> like i'm over it it's funny because my mom always says that saying like i want you to get it out of your system younger that's why like when i was 
younger and like i was like in high school i wanted a belly button ring she said okay she was so excited about it she's like yeah do it it's so cool when i want a nose ring she's like yeah so exciting whatever and when i was older she's like yeah i wanted you to do it when you were younger and i didn't want to hold you back because then i figured if i hold you back now when you're older you're going to want to do it and it's not as cute as an older girl to have like a nose ring and a belly button ring she's like i just wanted you to like kind of get it out of your system and move on from it and she's like it was cute when you were younger i'm happy you did it Oh, my and parents, I think it. I just made their life hell. They definitely didn't think it was cute. They had a GPS locator on my phone, and, like, one time they found me and my friend uh, drinking, like, Jack Daniels outside of Jones, which is a, I don't know if you know of, a, of that liquor store. There's a Persian guy. Oh, my God, I, this is so fucked up that I'm, like, I'm blowing Exposing. up his spot. <laughs> You're There's plugging ex, him if ex anything. <laughs> He Wait. sells alcohol to underage people. I don't even know if he's still in business, but I remember like they just they drove to me because they had my location and they saw me and they, I was ground. I don't even know. Like, I don't think I saw. Oh, and Granik, we had a guy named it. Sag, this what? Indian guy. His name was Sag, and he would sell like <laughs> tobacco for hookah to underage people. I'm pretty sure he was a weed dealer. That's what I heard. I didn't know that though. I was always very naive. I never knew anything. I was always just like very Do you, out of it. Did you give your parents a hard time growing up or? Like, was or do they feel like uh, you gave yeah. them a hard time? Yeah, well, I'm the oldest, and I have three younger siblings, so I've, I've always been, like, needing to be the role model type thing, but I've just felt myself being, like, just rebellious against everything. Just people tell me, don't do something, I want to do it, and I'm going to do it, you know? So, like, <laughs> what do you think is the most, like, controversial thing about you to your family? Uh, not con like offensive. Like, what do you feel like that would make makes people uncomfortable that you have to think about? Um, I think like just the, just the dating and the guy stuff because it's like a, a point of view where they know about if I'm gonna go on a date, but then if I tell them, they want the guy to pick me up and they want to meet him, and I'm like, I'm just seeing like how it is like I don't you know I that's why I've had to sometimes like lie I hate doing but you just have to sometimes because they don't really understand that like okay first date I don't necessarily want him to up. like I don't know if I'm gonna want to have my own car and leave you know no that's really true I think like especially they're like oh like why why isn't he taking you to dinner well nowadays like not everyone's sure if they want to commit to a whole dinner oh i definitely don't do food on a first date that's too much commitment for sure not have you ever introduced a guy to your parents um yeah i've a couple serious or one serious boyfriend um but that was never really started wait your voice keeps cutting out oh can you hear me better yeah yeah um, I haven't started really dating seriously. My boyfriends have been just, like, people in my grade. And, like, I've just really realized that it's not going to work with someone who's my age. It's Why? It's not. The maturity the maturity level, it's, it's too... Because I really believe that the guy's maturity is so much less than a girl's. And even, like, a 25-year-old guy... I, like even he can't he's not that as mature as I need for like you know for the future so it's like I'm really trying to get myself like in the dating scene but it's hard it's like how do you even meet 
guys. <laughs> yeah, in LA, I feel like it's impossible. My friend calls it, like, instead of, like, meeting guys IRL, like, in real life, she calls it meeting them in the wild. She's like, have you ever met a guy in the wild? I'm like, oh, the fuck like does apps. that mean? She, instead of apps, like meeting them in real life, she calls oh, it meeting them in the oh, wild. Oh, I didn't know what you meant. Oh, okay, okay. So she's fine. like, it's just very rare that I actually meet a guy in the wild, like not on an app, and like that I just have a connection with him that I actually want to see him again on a separate occasion. It doesn't happen often. I know, and it's like, it's the apps, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I just, I haven't had any good experiences, but I did work for, um, I worked for Tinder for a little, and that was awesome. Oh, so you I, worked for them? Can you tell us some secrets from yeah. Tinder? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked, I worked on the, like, at my school, we would throw parties and uh, just promote the brand on campus, but I really did meet a lot of couples who came up to us and were like, we dating and we, we're really in love like it's, it's cool to see but it just doesn't happen yeah i'm too scared well i think tinder has changed a lot i think when it was first came out people actually treated it like a dating app and then now of course it's kind of more just a hookup app and the only serious one i guess people like is hinge. hinge yeah, yeah. but i feel like on yeah, hinge, honestly, hinge hinge is like does anyone else feel like in the beginning like the, when I first got a hinge, within a day I had like a hundred likes yeah. to respond to. I was like, "Wow, I'm so popular!" And then like <laughs> now that I've had it for a few months, like every five days is like David liked you. Do you want to match him? And I'm like, "Wow, one person." <laughs> I personally have I deleted like all apps a couple months ago. I'm just like done. Yeah, I'm so over it too. I'm over, yeah, exactly. Have you tried Jace no, I think oh, I've only tried Hinge and Bumble. I've only tried Tinder, and then I went to JSwipe, then I deleted both of them, and now Hinge. I only have that one. You're breaking out a little yeah. bit. Breaking. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, is it better now? Yeah, now it's better. Are you calling okay, us I, from, like, Truesdale? What's going on? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like um, Truesdale. I've had a guy... I've had a guy come up to me and be like, "Oh, I saw your, I saw you on Hinge," <gasps> and I was like, "Yeah, I saw you too." And <laughs> it's like, oh, "Okay, so you didn't swipe right to me, you piece of shit." Like, <laughs> no, but was he saying it in a way to chastise you? Like, "Oh, you should feel embarrassed because I saw you." Was it like that, or was it? I don't know, but I think he was just saying it like in a in a funny way. But it still made me feel honestly a little weird. Like, was he? But he was, was Persian, like, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And I don't... There's probably so many other people that I know that are coming across my profile. Like you just don't know. Oh, when I was in it. LA, I never had the apps. I just have like way too many cousins there. I only use it in New York. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. But also, like I've uh-huh. been on. I don't really date Persian guys that often, but I've been on a few dates and like, I don't know. One time, this guy was just like he was joking, but like also just making me really uncomfortable. Like. They, I feel like some Persian guys do this thing where they're being coy, but you can't really tell if they're fully serious or not. Like, he was like, oh, like, you've had, have you had sex? Like, do you, do you, like, they'll ask, like, weird sexual questions, and they're trying to, like, judge you or test okay. you. And I just look at them, like, it doesn't need to do with even being Persian. That's just, like, not a socially acceptable yeah. thing Like, that's to none of do, your business at all. To just ask someone on a first date. It's none of, of your business. Has that happened to you? Yeah. 
no one has said anything like that, but they've definitely said, like, some creepy stuff. And, like, how you were saying uh, your friend showed you that the, the, the guy said the same thing to her. That's happened to me also. <laughs> they just copy paste. Oh, like on the, how you, yeah, on the dating, on his. Oh, you're talking about my thing. That, yeah, I had a group chat and like four of my friends that were girls all got the same message. So imagine how many other girls got it. I actually have a funny story about Hinge. Me and my friend met these two guys in a bodega like a year prior. And like we hung out with them for a little bit. It was like really random. These like two like Jew guys, whatever. And then like we didn't see them ever again. A year passes by. And he comes up to me at a Purim party. And he's like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know you. You're the guy I met at a bodega. And then, like, hung out with for a while after. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, thanks for answering my my message on Hinge. And he was like, what? You didn't message me on Hinge? I'm like, yeah, I did. Give me your phone. So I take his phone. I pull out his Hinge. He has, like, 80-something unanswered messages. I'm like, wow, okay. And I scroll through, and I finally find myself. I'm like, you see, I messaged you. And he's like, he was like, props to you for not giving a fuck and calling me out on my bullshit. I'm like, yeah, like, I don't give a shit about your opinion. But, like, he was so turned on by it. He loved it. <laughs> I actually knew him, too. I, I know, but he didn't remember I, you. <laughs> I know, he didn't remember me. But I met, But it's so funny. You met, we saw him again at a Purim party, and then I met him at a Hanukkah party. Yeah. And yeah. I met him on Passover the year prior. I think he pretended he didn't know me because I was asking him questions about his business that he was so passionately talking about the first time I met him. And then when I asked him about it this time, he was like, wait, what are you talking about? And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't do that. It was like some <laughs> bullshit app. I'm sorry. I know there's so many guys out there trying to start their own apps and like be like entrepreneurs. I'm like, okay, you guys are all. You need to get on the Persian Girl podcast level. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, it's honestly a lot of pressure for the guys. Like, most, not just in the Persian community, but it's so much pressure. Like, not that they have to be the breadwinners, but they kind of do. And like, I definitely believe in having like a two like two person income and like the the woman working and like my my the woman in my family are very career oriented but definitely there is a lot of pressure on guys also well i, I feel like. like no matter what even though a lot of our society is based on women having careers too like women at the end of the day are still gonna have this desire for a man to provide more or spoil, spoil them yeah. like really i think that's that's never, I, it's part of like chivalry with jewish girls i think a lot of just guys in general always are like oh jewish girls like want a rich guy or jewish girls have higher expectations than the average girl and i think that's semi-true well like, also but i feel like it's because in of instagram and social media there's so much like fetishization around material items like people are much more because we're constantly seeing it like we're constantly seeing all of these influencers and bloggers like living the most fabulous lives and you're like well i want that shit too <laughs> so i think it intimidates men because they're like wait like this is all this girl looks at this is all she consumes and this is all she wants to and like how am i going to be able to give that to her you know yeah i think yeah. i think something we don't mention enough is like the double standards in the community, it's not always negative on the girl side. It could be negative on the guy's side, too. There are negative things for guys when it comes to, like, double standards in the community. And we don't always, like, point that out, but it's definitely true. Like what? I mean, the fact that there's, like, that pressure on them and that they feel like at the end of the day, like, a lot of yeah. guys say they feel like they can't just do what they enjoy. They have to do something that's just going to make money. 
And like they yeah, can't and I, I don't, I can't tell you how many guys I know that are like going into real estate now. Oh God, everyone's in real estate. What do you mean? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're literally all in real estate. I'm like, oh, what do you do? Oh, real estate. Like, okay, <laughs> same as ever. How are that many people in real estate? That's my question. Is there enough real estate out there for all these boys? No, a lot of them aren't successful. I, f- I feel like it's so overly saturated. Like, there's no way that they're all like gonna succeed in it i'm sorry boys like go start picking something else <laughs> can't do all but but it is really important like to just like you know be be nurtured and like cared for and just like have a partner in life that is like like you guys were saying you don't want your partner to be your best friend i agree like you need to have your best friend separately but also you do want a partner that's like best friend kind of not like your only best friend though no i i have to admit a lot of good relationships like a lot of healthy relationships i see are people who started off as friends yeah exactly because it breaks down this barrier i feel like it lets them feel like they can open up to each other more and that they don't have to like put on a show for each other because they were already friends to begin with and then yeah like you already learned about what like a lot about each other so you just like keep learning more and it's just it's honestly fun i i had a boyfriend who was my best friend before and it was like of course it does change your friendship like now which is that that's the part that sucks that you can't ever go back to being best friends after being in a relationship so that's the worst part about it i think yeah my friend was saying that recently she's like in regards to dating what scares her the most is that this is either the person i'm going to end up with forever or this is either going to end eventually there's like there's just no uh-huh. other choice. It's either yeah. forever or it's yeah. gonna end. And then like you have to think about that constantly while you're dating the person. It's like like either I'm gonna end things soon or like they're gonna be my forever person. And it's just like kind of scary to think about. Yeah, it's just so scary. It's like you never know when you're gonna meet like that person that you're gonna think of as your forever. It's so crazy to me. Like where is that person? well you're so young you don't need to worry about that um thank you so much for coming on i can't believe how How quickly time flies oh wow um but thank you for having me yeah i know of course we love when people reach out and i love that you actually have listened to so many of our episodes like references i love that you told your parents to listen to it (laughs) yeah that's awesome yeah, th- my mom was like, do you want me to, like, be there while you're doing the podcast? And I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shout out to your parents. Thank-, thank you for, like, discussing and talking about, like, the issues you have th- with the community. It's always, like, we just love hearing from listeners. It's really awesome. So thank you for reaching out. Yeah, of course. And, at like, at the end of the day, we can't get away from the Persian community. Like, even this podcast is born from our society and like we can't ignore the society but i think like we really need to get the good from it and bring it into like our modern world and like that's what you guys are doing and it's honestly so cool to have other people post like talking publicly about such important topics that no one talks about i love it so keep it up guys thank you thank you have a good night bye thank you you too Bye. bye Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. 
Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes.